Phil, we're back. It's the Green Box back. Podcast. And we are a podcast. We apparently just do this once a month now. Yeah, uh, or something. <laughs> again, uh, I will take the blame for this one. It's the end of the semester is just gone crazy, my man. Right. So, but uh, that all ends like finals are next week so there you uh, go i'll be have a little more time to do the things like the yard work which our friends over at the loose thursday podcast like give me a hard time about <laughs> checking in on the yard work that's good yeah i'm i'm really glad it's been raining in des moines because uh my wife like as soon as the grass gets above a half inch she's like it needs mowed yeah and that's just i'm pretty sure i don't know if i read it somewhere or not but i'm pretty sure that just really ruins your yard so you got to let that stuff get tall. You got to let it get a good root system in. So that way it's not just fighting the weeds the whole time and then it needs mowing. Its milk. So it needs it. It needs nourishment. Its milk. It needs nourishment. It. So this rain is going to help. It's now gotten the yard has gotten pretty crazy, but um, I'm hoping that we'll have a better, better summer. I don't feel like messing with the weeds the whole time. So we'll see how yeah. she goes. Uh, I actually tweeted a photo of the lawn uh, <laughs> of, on our, on our podcast, which uh, you can follow us on Twitter at, CIB podcast, but I tweeted a picture <laughs> of my lawn with holding the complete and podcast, complete and box podcast coffee mug up, showing the world that, you know, we're all living the dream. That's so, right. Yeah. Good work. Yeah. So, uh, what have you been up to? Um, you know, a lot of work. Uh, actually uh, applied for another position, kind of the next rung up. So that's taken okay. up a lot of time. All right. Uh, which has been pretty exciting. Easter just ended, so uh, baby's first Easter. Baby's first everything, basically, still. Uh, I feel like that's going to be running for at least the next six months or so. Yeah. And then, uh, but yeah, it's been really good. Just kind of uh, had a little photo shoot, celebrate Mother's Day with uh, my wife and uh, Ruthie, and oh the God. pictures turned out great. Yeah, man. You guys are the all-American family right We now. are, man, at this point. I mean, at least we're faking it pretty well, so <laughs> it's, going, it's going all right. Meanwhile, I'm just going to never get married to my girlfriend. That's just how we're going to roll with this forever, hey, man. I think. That's not necessarily a bad idea. <laughs> not to, not to shit. I mean, I don't, I don't yeah, I guess you gotta be careful how you say that. Hey, um, yeah. Mar- no, marriage is awesome and it doesn't have to, you know, whatever. Relationships are awesome. That's all. Teachers Listen, are I'm awesome. living my best life right now. Exactly. That's all. I I'm feel saying. like, you know, the Jersey shore, uh, <laughs> yeah, living my best life. I feel like Mike, the situation, I'm just going to eat yeah. my way until I, uh, you know, stay. I can't, I'm not allowed to watch, uh, the current, Jersey day shit why are you um, why are you not allowed you're so you can't watch a, a shot at love? no 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 not really i mean it's more i don't have the control like self-control that's oh. necessary to allow my wife to enjoy it i can't because it's just like non-stop shit talk i don't know if you've ever read the book 1984 is a part in there where yeah. everybody yes. just kind of gets their gets their stress out with like a 10 minutes hate where they just shout at a screen. Yeah. That's basically what my, that's what happens yeah. when that thing's Love on that TV. Book, I'm just like, that's these chicks book. are the dumbest, like thirstiest, thirstiest dumbasses. <laughs> Another good verb that a 37, 36 year old shouldn't be using on a podcast, but here we are. Yeah. Well, dude. Okay. So here's it's the crazy. thing. It's like, you know that they always get the sociopaths. They do, the man. Of course. So it's not Absolutely. like, they're not really finding love. What they're finding are ratings no. and money. So, oh yeah. Uh, but I What's love the not show. To love? <laughs> I, I love the show. I think it's hilarious. Oh. Uh, yeah. The people, the women they chose for that show, are just about golden. I actually texted your wife about it the other day. Oh, good. 
That's good. Uh, no, see, I think they're golden too, but the problem is my gold is just punching the TV. You know what I mean? Just like letting it rip on these suckers. Well, yeah, I think it's I, funny the the, the women they keep around, the ones that they're keeping. Uh, it's just like, why yeah. are you keep? There's like three, maybe who you could maybe talk to outside of like a show. I don't know. That's. I think you're going. That's a big estimate. I would. I'm coming in at like zilch, man. I Especially think, like, that first them... one who said she was intellectual and then didn't know that Mercury was the first planet to the sun. I was like, holy shit, these people Even are fucking Screech, crazy. Screech from Saved by the Bell knew that. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> um Oh, damn. Yeah, I watched way too much of that. Uh, I felt like I was going somewhere else with the Jersey stuff, but uh, apparently not. Um, yeah. Yeah, whatever. Uh, I hope they do find real, true love, Phil. That's what we're all about on the Complete Inbox podcast is real, true love. That's right. I don't think true. that they're interested in real, true love. I'm going to be honest. I think they're interested in high-fiving each other while they both have sex with women on television in like separated twin beds. You know, reliving that dream that back when, uh, you know, one of them was 20 and the other one was 35. Because we got to remember, Pauly D is <laughs> old balls. Pauly D, I think... Is he older than us or is he our age? I think he's probably a little older than us. I think, yeah, he is. He's a little older than us because I'm pretty sure the situation is almost exactly our age. So that probably be 40 years old. Yeah, I think. I think Vinny's in his 30s, though. At least he's in his yeah, 30s. I think Vinny's in his 30s, so, too. I don't know. I guess whatever. Yeah, to each their shit. own, right? I hope they, I, again, I hope they find love, man. That's what it's all about. <sighs> love and yard work. I'm going to get a <laughs> yeah. sticker that says that and put it on my laptop. There <laughs> Make sure you put it on upside down so when you open the lid, everybody can read it. <laughs> I want to fuck yeah. that up. Laptop stickers are their new backpack patches. <laughs> yeah, they are. But, and by new, you know, they're 15, 20 years old. That's pretty great. I'm just going to have to get like a no effects like uh, <laughs> laptop sticker. because Black flag. I don't, yeah, I don't think it'll fit on my <laughs> backpack. My Chicago Cubs backpack. Oh, man. Yeah. So awesome. Well, I tell you what, man, let's just go ahead and get started uh, into this. And since it's been a while, we've got some things that we got to cover. Absolutely. Uh, and I think later in the show, we'll talk a little bit about my experience at the Midwest Gaming Classic, which, by the way, was pretty legit. So excellent. Looking forward to hear about that. Uh, Phil, you actually did a good number of this list. So where do you want to start? We didn't, I tell you what, we didn't prep this episode. We no, just I was going to roll into it. Ro- That's right. Roll right into it. Yeah. Uh, but I can, I guess we'll just go ahead and start here. So, uh, mm-hmm. so you you own the Nintendo AVS, which is an HD console for the original Nintendo, right? That's right. So what and, I yep. Oh, go ahead. Yeah, and Sega is now, or the group that made that a- Nintendo AVS is making a Sega HD version. Small correction, a different company, but still, like I would I would say the same quality, actually better. So AVS, the AVS I have is, I can't remember the name of the company or whatever he's calling himself, but there's a guy through like this website that's been around for a long time called Nintendo Age. Mm -hmm. And, um, oh, it's like USB, retro USB. That's who made it. Yeah. And uh, they're the ones that also, they also make the uh, flash carts for like the ones that hold all the Nintendo games and the Super Nintendo. Yeah. The power pack. Yeah, that's it. Mm -hmm. So analog is another company out there and. I would say that analog is more interested in a more polished product. You might remember they actually did a short run of HD out NES consoles, uh, but they were $500. It was like yeah, one of the so first the ones. Anal- analog NT people love. That's it. 
yeah, it's a great console, but it was like yes. $500, so it was ridiculous. But it, I think it was successful enough, you know, to get capital going for them. And so as a result, something that um, I think a lot of retro game collectors notice is that Sega just doesn't get the love um, here in the West that Nintendo does, even mm -hmm. looking backward, right? Um, certainly, it, it probably is because they just didn't have as much of that market uh, saturation as Nintendo did uh, during the 90s and all that. But right. uh, as, as a result, though, there's still a lot of people who have those games out there, and there's still some soft spot. And, you know, but why not try to explore some new territory? Everybody's kind of fighting over the same shit with uh, these uh, HD output clone consoles for on the Nintendo side. To further that, Sega is notorious for garbage clone consoles that have yeah, come dude. out with systems like, on a real chip. bad. The worst. And that's saying something, because there are some bad ones on a Nintendo side, too, that were finally kind of put to pasture when these, um, like the ABS and the NT, and the Super NT, um, those last two from Analog. So Analog finally is bringing Sega um, kind of up to that game. And uh, gosh, I can't remember that. A Sega S, sorry, the Mega SG. Um, that's kind of driven because out in Europe and uh, I think probably in Japan too, the Genesis isn't called the Genesis; it's referred to as the Mega Drive, and mm -hmm. it just looks excellent. Looks like a really good system. Um, I cannot remember the price point. Let me see it's if I can find it. It's hundred ninety dollars, and that's about exactly what I paid for my ABS. So it's steep, right? Yeah. It's not a drop in the bucket, but if you are. It certainly beats a Frame Meister or a giant like cathode ray. Like you can end up with a really good looking, no lag, super uh console here that's gonna work with flashcards, it's gonna work with wireless controllers, it's gonna look great on your entertainment center. Um, it just got a good design. It's I think a very professional looking unit. And while I'm not really much of a Sega Genesis guy, the first the person I thought of when I saw, of course, was you, because I know that you've got a soft spot for Genesis. Yeah, because so. me and my brother, you know, when you were growing up, you had the choice between Nintendo or Sega. Like, you didn't have both consoles. And right. And not in my neck of the woods. Um, mm -hmm. So we were Sega kids growing up. And yeah, I think this is cool. This, the, just so we're clear, this is not for somebody who's a casual gamer. This mm -hmm. is for somebody who plays their real Sega uh, and wants to i guess expand their library so um i would if i had the extra money i'd be into it i I would like to get the avs first honestly before i okay jumped, yeah because I'm, I'm more of a nintendo collector now than i am sega although when i was at the uh midwest gaming classic i actually only bought sega games so um that's awesome yeah it's uh dude this is really cool i'm very excited and these are what these are n different than the mini consoles you're seeing where you're getting games on it this is yeah. for games you already own so yep now if, if confused, i had to guess yeah go ahead oh go ahead i'm sorry well i was gonna say that if i had to guess uh something that they analog did with their super nt and i don't know if they did it with their original nt but um they allowed for firmware updates via a micro sd card port on the side mm -hmm. however the person who did all of the mappers um at least on the Nintendo side, that's basically how you, the different ways it can process the data and get the graphics on screen. That person allowed a kind of a gateway through that micro SD card to play ROMs off of the card. So oh, I have, right I anticipate that there will be the same functionality on the Sega Genesis here. So there is kind of that benefit, right? Where um, if you do have a, a decent sized actual cartridge collection, but um, there is still, of course, maybe you got some ROMs, could do a little emulation on the side. This could kind of maybe be an all-in-one unit. Don't hold me to that. I do a little research uh, for anybody that's out there interested in buying it. 
but uh, I would expect that this would have some emulation capability as well. Yeah. Uh, and this sort of coincides with, uh, I mean, this is totally different, but Sega's actual mini is about to come out too. Um, mm-hmm. And you can, they're actually doing the pre-orders now. Now this, uh, we gave Sega a lot of crap because um, at games was originally supposed to be making this, but actually <laughs> Sega sort of took it back and decided to put it out themselves. So in the mega drive mini box, uh, it'll probably, I don't know what it's going to retail for probably 50 or $60. I would imagine. Um, but, uh, have you seen this list of games yet? You know, I actually hadn't, I'm looking at it now. This is like good. Yeah. I it's like all real right. good. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I'm like the only thing like I wish was on here. Uh, one of the games I wish was on here would be quack shot. Cause that was one of the games that oh, I, yeah. that I had originally. There's no, um, road rash or anything on here. But mm-hmm. that's just personal preference. But the rest of it is like stuff that you've definitely played. Yeah. Like, I mean, there's some shit on here, right? Like, I mean, every, they always try to put Robotnik's Mean Bean Machine on shit. I've seen that on other collections, and it's like a garbage game. It's, at least in my opinion, I, it's not been a puzzle game I've enjoyed. I think they went a little, like, you're talking about Quackshot. Mm-hmm. They have two Disney games on here, and yeah. one's Castle Illusion, one's World of Illusion. I think that's a little much considering the wide library they could have chose from. I am really glad to see toe jam and Earl um, earthworm Jim gunstar heroes is so good. Yeah. Um, and some of the other ones just like that are even pretty campy, but they're so iconic, like altered beast, the wise yeah. you know, wave and, and all that. It's cool to see earthworm Jim on this list. Yeah, I think so too. And but it, there's no always... vector man. No, there's no vector man, but earthworm Jim uh, that came out when it was released. It also had a, an SNES, uh, at the same time, it was on yes. both systems. Yep. Mm-hmm. And I felt like, for the most part, most games that were coming out on both systems, the SNES was always the better uh, just end result of the game. It just had yeah. more color to it, better sound, all that. But um, I always felt that at least Earthworm Jim just looked better, sounded better, played better. Because that kind of grindy uh, sound chip that they have in the Sega Genesis, you kind of know what I mean, like the arcade. Yes, that's like so good in um, <laughs> Earthworm Jim, and even games like Streets of Rage 2 where, yeah, yeah, man, just that kind of grindy, like FM, I think it's called like an FM transmitter sound chip. It's, I just think it's, it, there's some games where it sounds like shit, but there are other games where it's just like perfect for it. Yeah, uh, I think where Sega kind of gets, uh, we'll have some issues with this, is you can get a lot of these games in like the, sega packs so like i have a lot of these games already on my switch uh because they had like a sega genesis classics whatever so a number of these games are on there already um Mm -hmm. but again you won't i don't play them on a sega controller this you get a chance to play them on a sega controller so um you know it's just a fancy emulation machine with an hdmi cable it's just like the nintendo's uh it's just like the playstations but now you get your sega version and i think anybody who is uh, wishing they had some Sega, this is a really good way to get that. If you want to play Sonic the Hedgehog, this is a perfect way to do that. Yeah, I agree. And it also and it looks great, right? Like, it hits the same marks that I think Nintendo did a great job with both their NES Classic Mini and yeah, the SNES Classic Yeah, it's the Gen Mini. 1 console. And, yep. Uh, and yeah. this is the one that we first had, so... Oh yeah, it just uh, looks good. It looks like the kind of yeah. thing it'd be. It's just it'll look good on your shelf type of thing. Yeah, not, definitely. I'm not much of that good look, looks good on the shelf, but it seems like in the conversation of these mini consoles, that is a factor a lot of other people care about. So if that is some shit that you care about, it, yeah, this looks well made. At Games got the boot smartly. 
Um, and so I have every reason to anticipate that this is going to be a pretty neat game. And it's got 40 games on it, right? Like, uh, it's a, I, I thought it, well, it says 40 here. I mean, at the same time, you're right. Like it doesn't, the, the box says, it says the box says 30. Yeah, you're right. Well, it says 30th anniversary. Oh, oh, maybe there are 40 games. Maybe my brain is, um, brain, brain, uh, brain. Braidford? Okay. Yeah, 40 games. Okay. Right on. Yeah. Now, I don't think they've released the whole list yet. Right. But yeah, that leaves some opportunity, right, for like Sonic the Hedgehog 3 or Sonic and Knuckles. That needs to be on there, I think. Yeah. Um, That would be really neat if they built some kind of software capability for you to. Moonwalker ma- by Michael Jackson? Yes. Well, they can't now, but I mean, Dude. I, I think it's great. Moonwalker, by the way, goes for a lot of money. Oh, I did bet. not know that. Did not know that Moonwalker was a gem on the Sega Genesis. I just, yeah, I, I, I don't even think know. the game's that good, personally. It's not, I think it's all right. It's not. Yeah. We used to have it. Uh, yeah. But I didn't realize that it was a, like a collector. Like, it, when I, I think it was over like $100 at oh Midwest Gaming Classic. Somebody was selling it. Was it loose or was it in the box? I don't remember if it was looser in the box, but most Sega games you can actually find in the box. Yeah, you're right. Because the boxes were pretty sturdy. Yeah. Um, that's where you kept your games. Right. Oh, I don't know. Uh, okay. So I guess one last thing on the Sega theme. Uh, did you see the trailer drop today for the, uh, Sonic? I did. Hedgehog? I had to, I had to watch it. It worked. Couldn't get audio. Uh, so I watched the, just a video without sound. Uh, yeah. <laughs> and I mean, think? well, I would say this, it was better. It looks better than my expectations before we go any further though. Let me just say my expectations were that this was the worst fucking idea possible. You know yes. what I mean? Yeah. So now it's like, Oh good. It went from being something I anticipated to be like 0% on rotten tomatoes. It could get a seven. Like this could be up there with, you know, it's going to beat out Geely, right? Like that's great, <laughs> but that's such a low threshold for success. I still think it looks like shit. I think it looks weird. Um, and it's a bummer, you know, I, Sonic I, I do think looks weird, looks weird. He looks so weird. Because, and, and here's the ugh. thing. Like, if you think about the Pokemon, right? Like, yep, exactly. Those Pokemon look like the real life version of the Pokemon or whatever, live action Pokemon. They right. look Pokemon-y like Pikachu well, looks th- like Pikachu. And I think what's worked to Pokemon's benefit though, right? Is that for the most part, I know it's still kind of a cartoon, but Pokemon you know, it exists in a, a a very a very normal uh, Earth-like world. Uh, you look at like all the Sonic the Hedgehog games, and especially the old ones. It's very like just sharp contrast. I don't know how to explain it. Like very like checkerboard printed. It's just kind of a weird world. And so I don't know. I just think that Pokemon you can bring that into the real world a little more normally and kind of keep their exact shape. I just don't think. It was, you were kind of, there was kind of doomed. The whole idea is fucked. Like, it's not even that the Sonic looks bad is what's going to be the nail in the coffin. Why are they making a Sonic the Hedgehog movie in, in live action in 2019? Like, I don't get it. I just don't get it. <laughs> it's, I don't it's understand a, it's, it. It's a movie that nobody asked for. It's a movie that nobody asked for. I just feel like somebody, <laughs> like, they found out that there was a tax law is going to change. And they were going to lose the rights to a movie. And they were like, it's like the movie, the, it's like the story of the producers or something, right? Let's make a movie that sucks so bad yeah. that, that we make money off of it. I, I just have, don't know. Yeah, I have I, zero yeah. hope for this movie. And I think Sonic looks weird. But yep. you know what? I'll watch it. because, And then also, like, the pe- the people in the movie, right? you maybe think, like, they've made some really good, like, Jim Carrey yeah. is, like, a legit actor. And I think he's going to be good Robotnik. as Robotnik. 
I think yeah. he'll pull it off. I think, and, and James Marsden's legit too. Yeah. So it's like yeah. that's what kind of has me hope. It's not like these guys are like hanging on by a thread to keep their like acting careers live. It's just well, no. But Bill Murray did he, the Garfield movies, so sometimes you just got to get paid, I guess. Yeah, but then it's not like I don't know. It's not like either of them need to be paid at this point. I don't think. Well, that's not how money works. You can <laughs> you always use more. I don't know. I yeah, I guess. I mean, I don't know. It's, I. To me, to see Jim Carrey as Dr. Robotnik, like I, that, to me, I think that's going to be the best part of the movie. Agreed. So I'm going so. in with zero expectations, um, and maybe it'll be a nice surprise. But yeah, think about all the really bad video, like movies based oh, on video games. It's easier to do that than think of the really good ones, right? I don't even know if there are any really good ones, but I, I the think world people, is filled like, with bad ones. People didn't hate Warcraft. I thought they did. And I didn't hate Warcraft. Oh, all right. Well, you played more of the game than I did, too, but I thought everybody that played um, Warcraft hated it. And I think Prince of Persia. I never saw Prince of Persia, but I don't, oh. I'm not, I don't think people bury Prince of Persia. Nah, I'm pretty sure they were hard on it. I'll pull it up. Let's get some Rotten Tomatoes. Get that Rotten this. Tomatoes. Yeah, it was like it had Jake Gyllenhaal in it, too, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sands of Time. Is that the movie? Oh, yeah. Let's see. 37%. So not bad. That's actually not bad. Like, I mean, that sounds bad, right? But that's yeah. you could do much worse. Much, much, much worse. It's, it's very watchable. I feel like if you're close to 40%, it's a watchable movie. Yeah. It's probably like Planet of the Apes. You know what I mean? Like, it's not good, but it's not, like, offensive to your eyes. Right. Yeah. I think people like the Tomb Raider movies, too, right? Like. I, God, I don't know. But okay, great... so the movies I remember being real bad. Sure. Just off the top of my head, without even looking at this list I provided. Oh, let's Street say, Fighter well, was real oh. bad. Street yeah. Fighter was horrible. Uh, is that Mario... your first? Is that your number one? Like, what is no. the worst one? The oh, number okay. one worst video game movie of all time is obviously the Mario Brothers movie. Good. I was gonna say, like, I bet we would name the same one. Yeah. Obviously, the Mario Brothers movie, and but I wonder really... if it's bad because we wanted it to be good. Or mm-hmm. if it's bad because it's actually bad, but it's, I think it's bad because it's actually bad, but at the same time, that movie is, I think, kind of fun. I don't know how to explain it. It's bad, right? I know this is not, I'm not trying to bail this thing out of bad movie jail. It, it's got a life sentence. It stays there and it never <laughs> sees the light of day again. Yeah, it's never not, gets, I mean, they don't even light it, it in the yard, solitary confinement forever. But has it hit like a cult status? Is there like a pocket of people has. who just like live and die by that movie it's not you know it's i think it's probably aged a little better right because if nothing else like we were talking about star power in sonic the hedgehog this movie has dennis hopper and it has bob hoskins yeah right Um, oh my god you're right i mean it's got john John leguizamo yeah he doesn't at the time like he was pretty big you know so yeah he's coming up right uh yeah and i oh can't remember God. who played the princess i just know that she was in a, a movie i loved as a, a young angsty teenager called pump up the volume with yeah, christian, slater. christian slater yeah and uh so she did a great job in it too so i'm uh, not great job what am i saying she's a decent actress but nobody did a great job in that movie i mean it was impossible to do right um now that movie just doesn't make any sense at all but at the same time i feel like they went buck wild with like the set design i mean it's like anything else especially it, there was such a disconnect that existed um video games were a child's thing financing multi-million dollar films are were very much a 
like mid fifties white man world in the nineties. Mm-hmm. And it was just so disconnected. And so you end up with anytime they tried to get a movie out to cash grab to kids, it never panned out. And the problem was just you, they couldn't have punted a worse. I mean, it's a great um, franchise, but you know what I mean? Like go fuck up something. that doesn't matter. Go make a bad Mega Man movie. Go make a bad Contra movie. You made a bad Super Mario Brothers movie. Like that's the video game franchise of them all. So that's where it gets kind of crazy to me. It's like, oh, isn't that what? How unfortunate. Like, you know, I don't know. Whatever. It's just crazy. The movie's bad, but it's good bad. It's kind of like the movie Labyrinth, which I think is a terrible movie, but it's so fun to watch because it's it's also hilarious. It's kind of like that. Yeah. Um, I also remember hating the Mortal Kombat movie. Oh, yeah. When that came out. And I was a big Mortal Kombat fan. But I thought that uh, movie was garbage. Agreed. And they think yeah, they made more good. of them. I think they do. They think they did like Mortal Kombat An- and Annihilation or Annihilation, something. Is that yeah. Maybe I'm get- I-, I might be getting the names mixed up. Ugh. You're right. They did multiple. So bad. Whatever. Sub Zero. Resident Evil was so bad. Those movies were shit. Um, gosh. Didn't they do like? Didn't they do a Silent Hill? Yeah. And that movie, I actually went and saw in a theater. It it also wasn't terrible, but the standard solo for video game movies, right? Yeah, it's like it's like if you find a good video game based on a movie by LJN, it's kind of like, wow, like it's still a bad game, <laughs> but it's it's in the mix of just the worst games on Earth. So even a an OK, like, yeah, a semi bad game is like a triumph in the art medium. And I feel like that's kind of where some of these video game movies end up because the majority of them are just so bad. I did like the Final Fantasy uh, Advent Within. Children. I don't oh, know if Advent I saw Ch- I thought I yeah. saw Advent Children. I don't remember. I didn't, didn't see the other one, but. I think I was just I just love Final Fantasy VII, so I think I probably gave that mm-hmm. one a pass. But I enjoyed it. I was I thought that was okay. I so, never watched it. I think I just knew I was gonna have a hard time, like seeing their portrayal of of uh, Cloud. You know what I mean? I just had a feeling it was probably not gonna match how I felt he would behave, speak, act, whatever. Because a lot of that, you know, those old games like that, you kind of internalize so much of it because there's no audio for the most part, especially right. in Final Fantasy VII. There's no lines, no dialogue. And so I just knew it was like, ah, shit, I'm probably just going to think this is campy. <laughs> yeah, probably. Uh, so what's a game What's a game that you would like to see made into a movie? What's a game that you think that they could actually make into a movie? Gosh, a game that they could actually make into a movie. That's a you good question. You would think like, The Legend of Zelda would be easy yeah. to make into a live-action movie. But also, I wouldn't touch mm. that with a 10-foot pole because you are literally going up against way too many fans who will eat you alive if you mess that I, up. I think they could pull it off now. I don't think, I think before, uh, after having spent as much time as I have now with Breath of the Wild, um, yep, I think it'd be better off, to be honest with you, it's almost like a really well-made, high-budget serial, you know? Like, yeah. it needs to be like a 12-episode run. That'd be dope. Like, I'd be in that be, for sure. Yeah, that I think they could do it that way. They definitely should not try to condense the story of Zelda, Legend of Zelda, down into like a movie, I don't think. But... Yeah, I think that it could be done if they just have to really let Nintendo drive the art direction because mm-hmm. just like in Breath of the Wild, like how hideous and terrifying they really made a lot of the Ganon shit. It's I think they could pull it off. Um, but I always think, do what I like. I wish there was like the inverse of. Do you have any movies out there that you think would just make like you wish they made a video game out of? Oh, that's a good one. Because I'll give you mine. I got a go to that. I just wish, I don't know why I always wanted to, 
Barry Gordy's The Last Dragon. <laughs> give give me a like a final okay. fight a just a beat em up walk left and right and then after you get enough power points or whatever you start you getting the glow yell show enough and like yes yeah oh you get the God. glow i just think i just think that movie works in a video game <laughs> that would be funny that'd be cool but other than that i don't know i guess i haven't seen too many i guess the only movies i've gone to lately have been like the marvel movies so I really haven't seen anything other than that. Sure. But they I was gonna I guess the Fast and the Furious movies could be a fun like racing game if you're into racing games and like ground effects. <laughs> <laughs> if you love racing and spoilers. If you love the rock punching a hole through the sky. Yep. Yep. Then you will love the fat they probably already made a Fast and Furious <laughs> game. Yeah, one movie too. I just Another maybe the South Sonic the Hedgehog it made. Did how did Rampage do critically and box office? Oh, dude, I bet that got smashed. Dude, I have no. You would idea. hope, right? Because I never. That's another one it. of those. Well, yeah, because that's another one of those where like who asked to, for who was like you know what we need to do? We need to get the most expensive actor in the world and put him in a movie about an arcade game that was just iconic but not that great that is twenty five years old. Well, like, the audience uh, scored at 73. Oh, uh, so weird. And the tomato meter is 52, so it's obviously not the worst movie ever. No, it can't be. Well, I guess it just goes to show what happens if you just get the rock on the case, because I don't I mean, cast somebody else in that role, and I'm pretty sure the movie just turns to ashes, you know? It's, it's already fucked. Right. So, yeah. yeah. Uh, I don't know. I just, I, and I also, can't, like I said, I don't think I've seen enough movies lately to justify saying that. And the and whatever reason the Fast and Furious is first thing that comes to my mind because all I want to do is drive my car underneath the semi truck. That's all <laughs> I want to do. All right. What were those racing games though that you just kind of crashed up the cars? I can't remember them. Oh, they, were, they used to have a demolition derby game on PlayStation. That was pretty. Yeah, sweet. this is different. It's like PS3 where you had like stunt bonuses and you had to like get through a course. I don't know, but I remember that being a pretty sharp game. And Sounds for whatever like a reason, micro machines game. <laughs> <laughs> micro machines yeah but i can see yeah i guess i, I I've, I've never seen a single fast and furious movie but you've um, never seen one no you swear to god you have not seen one you, how you know me like, tell me it, right now you swear on your former princess tomato nes card. i, I swear on that former princess one. tomato let me put it this way. So you remember how that time we were in a bowling alley and then Crazy Bitch by Buck Cherry came on and you were like, well, fuck this. And then you just got up and left. Yeah. Like I, I would do that if I was in a room where those dumb fucking movies were on. Because I feel like that is just like, I, I don't know, man. I nah, I don't think I could. Those movies stand for something that just makes me cringe for some reason. And okay. if they had just started today, I'd be so indifferent. But when they were hot, I was like super super like uh what's is it what's that cohen kid on like uh the oc seth cohen man seth cohen i was like so super just like everything sucks that doesn't have like an interesting point to it so right. okay yeah. i remember that but also remember the people who really took that movie to heart when we were growing yes up. and they that? wore me the fuck out yeah oh my definitely. god that was an absolute mess they were racing pontiac grand prix racing them yeah Racing the them on back roads in the country and shit, just passing by cornfields, like living their dreams. Oh my god! Nope. Ah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I remember when a certain somebody bought a Honda Civic just because of that. It movie. was in Fast and Furious. Yeah, yeah. exactly, man. No thanks. 
<laughs> oh, I can't. Man. I'll just drive that piece of shit and save my money up to like go out to eat and stuff. <laughs> you know what I mean? I don't, yeah, no way. Should have raced my Buick Century back then. <laughs> yeah. Owned. Owned so uh, hard. Yeah, it's so funny because around that time, everybody's driving those fast, having those like really flashy cars that are in movies. I had a Nissan Sentra I had to park on hills because when my starter went out, thankfully it was a stick shit. So I could just <laughs> drop the clutch and I let it roll to like 15 miles an hour to start Is that up. that Nissan? A little red one, yeah. Oh, yeah, dude. I miss that car a little bit. It got like 250,000 miles on it before I finally parted ways. We listened to a lot of Ben Folds in that car and a surprisingly a surprising amount of, uh, what's that, Third Eye Blind. Oh, yeah, for sure, man. Dude, I was, man, you were yeah. a sad man. Oh, so so it was like, I don't know what that is, like the uh, millennial emo. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> it's You're not listening to Cure, but you're definitely listening to Mashbox 20. <laughs> <laughs> Your scene kids. Uh, yes, you something scene like kids. that. Oh, my God. Uh, anyway, okay, let's move. <laughs> let's move on for our set. We're starting to uh, age ourselves now. Um, oh, yeah. Okay, I'm looking at this list here. I need you to sort of take the lead on uh, these next few topics because you haven't uh, – the this SNM, SNES emulator uh, mod makes Mode 7 graphics HD with amazing results. I read yeah. that, and I'm kind of like – I don't know what this is, so you need to explain okay. it to me in a way that I understand. Fair enough. No, I get you. No, then this is neat. I think this is one of the coolest things to come out. It was it was cool enough that I began to explain it to my wife Kate, and I can tell instantly just like no like interest eyes, and I pulled it up, and even she was like, "Okay, that's cool." So you'll remember um, that one of the big leaps in video game technology at the time, from the Nintendo to Super Nintendo, was the make this illusion of depth and they were doing that by using mode 7 graphics now the depth wasn't 3d it was really just like a a single plane that would kind of stretch and draw to give the impression of depth so you think about uh pilot wings you think about f-zero yes you think about mario kart yeah um games like that that where you're driving on the flattest thing ever but it they put the graphics on it to a point where you can it you know, you can kind of see the depth component of it. And it was something that just other consoles weren't able to do nearly to the same effect. Uh, Sega, for instance, and, and other competitors. But the thing that it kind of suffered from is that when it was very uh, simple, it's very pixelated. You couldn't do a lot in a way of detail because the only way that it was able to work at the time was that it had to be very simple because it's basically, it's going to lag hard on the processor and, at the time, you know, there's no cooling fans on these old consoles like that. And it's something that it's just, it was a great way to take a little bit of computing power and really get a good look out of it. Now, what somebody had kind of realized, and it was just kind of a neat, like, duh, like I bet a lot of people who have gotten into the modding scene of people who have really taken it upon themselves to explore the hardware behind the uh, Super Nintendo, or really consoles in general from that era, mm-hmm. is somebody realized like wait a minute like the data that's in there that is basically the graphics of what that plane that mode 7 plane is meant to look like you can really draw it way better you can you know, with, with a modern processor and so now whereas it used to look kind of i don't know it really it's impossible to explain without i encourage you to look up like a side by side but in essence, it just looks super crisp. And so now when you rotate like on Dr. Mar- not Dr. Mario Kart or in uh, 
pilot wings or F-Zero and all of that, it's just crystal clear. So it looks like it just looks really great. Like it's HD. And that's it it changes the way the game looks in a way that is pretty neat. And it takes it out of the 90s and brings it up to date. And what's just really great about it is that there's no changing on the software. Um, at least it's neat to nerd. So like the me. ROMs run the same? Like it's the same yeah. ROM, just with it's a different It's the exact same ROM. That's right. So it's not as though you could take it's yeah, you couldn't make it look this good on a Super Nintendo console. But you could make the actual Super Nintendo game look that good on a computer, if that makes sense, without having to edit any of the software code in the ROM. Because it's just about how it will now draw Mode 7 in a way that doesn't lose fidelity when it's trying to draw these longer distances out and trying to simplify the math. Now the math is made way more complicated, but given just how far we've come in processing strength, it's no, it's no difficult task, really for a modern computer to process it and make it look great. So just kind of a neat, like totally new way of looking at it and uh, a really neat achievement that was kind of like, Oh wow. That yeah, of course. And now there's a small handful of games that just look better than ever um, when emulated. Well, I'm not going to lie. When you started talking, I immediately envisioned you in like a lab coat with a Bunsen burner and a beaker sitting in front of you while you're pushing your glasses <laughs> up explaining to me about mode seven yeah but i looking at some of these pictures of the difference and who boy this is not just like some you got to squint to find the difference on no but the pilot yeah. wings one like the run That's like the, the landing one. zone looks exactly like a landing zone and right. not some jumbled like 8-bit mess or 16-bit mess like yeah it's real so I agree. You don't so, have to suspend your disbelief a lot like you used to where you can yeah. tell what it's supposed to be, but you give it a break. Nah, it, it looks really sharp. So it's just kind of a neat, a neat development. Well, uh, this is a very good share, Phil. Thank you for <laughs> taking us down Phil nerd, Phil's nerd corner. But no, this is awesome. And so let's see, does it say where you can get the emulator? Don't emulate your you know, games, kids, but... It doesn't, or if it does, uh, I, the last I knew is that there's a particular guy on the emulation scene. Um, he goes by the name Byu, B-Y-U-U. -U. Okay. Um, he's probably the premier um, custodian, right, of kind of keeping track of all the stuff. He's and the Ronaldo sure of emulation. Oh, man, I don't uh, – I hate Ronaldo. I'm, I'm a Messi guy, but anyway, okay. that said, sure uh, – yeah, so what he's got an emulator out there, and I can't remember the name of it, but it's a really good one, and he's built that functionality into it. And so, really, if you were to look up Googling Mode 7 HD mod, um, I'm sure that you know, you're going to be able to find an emulator. Somewhere. Oh, for emulators sure, yeah. Don't pay a cent for like it. It's, emulators themselves are illegal. It's the ROMs that are not legal. And even then, the, the ROMs are questionable, right? It's the yeah. whole idea where if you own the original cartridge it then you own the software on it and so this is merely a way to have a backup of it uh, now nintendo disagrees with that yeah but i don't believe the law is settled clearly on it now it's definitely settled if you don't own the original um media but if you do it it does get a little you know a little strange right well cool yeah i have to check this out i like emulation when it's legal um that dude that's actually pretty sweet uh okay moving on a new game is being released on the castlevania collection we talked i think last time about we did the castlevania collection and kind of our hopes for the games that were to be on it but uh this is a game that uh is unreleased right or for the yeah. at least come into the united states 
Yeah, it's unreleased as far as it coming to the United States, but um, it the reason it was, I think it's out there a little bit. It took a long time for. Well, I think really I've definitely be- seen this game. I've never played it, but I've definitely seen it. Right, it's pretty fun. It's a cute little game that, uh, like a handful. Famicom. Yep, exactly. But what was really kind of a bummer is Konami made a handful of games. Um, earlier, I mentioned the word mapper. It was there's a bunch of different mappers out there that all are kind of what, I guess, decrypt is not the right word, but it's almost like the framework that's necessary for the graphics on the game to play on the Nintendo because. They all, many will use similar mappers, and then there's some strange ones out there that are so hard to figure out how they work, and there's maybe just like three games on it. And so people that are interested in this stuff aren't really, you know, putting themselves out to try to figure it out because it's mm-hmm. kind of not something that, you know, sour grapes is just not something they're that excited to get because it's going to be too much trouble. Right. So Kid Dracula was one of those games. Konami had a couple mappers that were just impossible to figure out. And so I think eventually they did kind of get it figured out. Um, so it's been able to be emulated for a while. But at the same time, I think because it was absent for so long from, you know, typically what you'd find being emulated and it just being a, Jap- a Japan-only title, a lot of people just haven't played it. And it's just a really great kind of funny uh, and uh, very playable, very enjoyable uh, platformer. You know, just kind of, you know, like all the other good Konami games, just left, right, jump, shoot type stuff. But Mm -hmm. in this one, you play as a young Dracula, um, but more of like a cartoony, campy one. So I don't know, just a really fun game. I'm excited to see that that made the cut because I think a lot of people out there that haven't played it but enjoy these old original NES games. Did that come out for Game Boy? Was that was that a game for Game Boy? I think it did. And that one actually may have made it to the West. That's a great point. I never really got into the Game Boy library that much, but. Uh, that might have been. I think actually there was a Kid Dracula game for uh, Game Boy. So there you go. Yeah, it'll be it'll be similar to that, but of course better just because Game Boy was pretty hamstrung technically, hardware wise. It was difficult to make a lot of good games with it, and unlike the NES at the time. I'm uh, looking at the Castlevania collection, and there is no Symphony of Night on this joint. No, I didn't expect that there would be to be honest, because didn't they just release that again? It would be kind of like shooting themselves in the foot. I mean, that did they put that on the still... PlayStation? Did they put that on the PlayStation Mini? Or yeah, well, oh well, yeah, they did. It's on a it's on a PlayStation Mini, and um, I thought that they just did like a remaster of some kind that included it in like Rondo of Blood and something else. Or maybe I'm getting my stuff confused. Maybe I'm thinking of the collection after all. Dang it! I don't know, man. Hard to keep all this shit straight. Everybody's rushing a market with all these. Oh, old I know. Retro well, they, they're starting to realize that there is a market for it. Yeah, exactly. Yep. Um, and if they're, if people are going to go out and spend, you know, a, a case of Castlevania four, that gets a $50 game probably now at this point. So, right. You know, oh, if somebody's yeah, going to go out and buy a beat up copy of Castlevania, let's give them another opportunity. Let's make some money ourselves. So yeah, it's shout good out call. to Konami for making some things happen. So right on dude. Uh, this game looks like a lot of fun. I'll have to give it a shot. Uh, if I ever decide to get the Castlevania collection, I'm not sure I will. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know if I will either, to be honest. Um, but the uh, Game Boy itself is 30 years old, man. Did you yeah. have a Game Boy when you were little, Phil? I, you know, I didn't. Um, I was, what I would be asking Santa for every year or whatever would be like the console. I was mm-hmm. like the Nintendo, Super Nintendo. Um, but my younger sister, Katie, she was uh, Game Boy. 
And so she had the original Game Boy, then the Game Boy Pocket. She had the Game Boy Camera, the printer. Um, she had, yeah, she actually, I mean, I don't know if she ever, how, she probably didn't hold on to it. Of course, kids are just hard on stuff like that. But yeah. yeah, she really had a pretty cool setup, I think, as far as uh, as Game Boy went. And so, um, yeah, I, it wasn't, I, I thought it was a neat system, but I just always hated the green and yellow screen. And I would have rather not played anything than sat in the car and get myself car sick playing that damn uh, and you had to have the perfect lighting. <laughs> there was no yeah, backlight. Yeah, exactly. But I remember, so my brother had a Game Boy, and I'm trying to think of the accessories we had. And I can remember this wrong, but there's like a magnifying glass with a light. Oh, yeah, uh, it was huge, right? I mean, yeah. you would take this, this Game Boy already is weighing about a pound because it's got, yes. what, four AA batteries in it? Yeah. And then you end up with this hulking clip-on plastic thing. Um, I mean, at the same time, right, it, it did its purpose and it's, it got, I mean, it was what, 1990, 1991 or something. So, right. uh, you know, it, it just looks pretty hokey now, but it was, that screen sucked so bad, but at the same time, I mean, what I think everybody has mentioned in all these retrospective, uh, looks back at the game boy and why Nintendo conquered the handheld console market and has maintained that grip ever since is that they were, Everybody was trying to make just flashy, expensive, good-looking stuff, and they were like, "Let's keep it cheap and let's keep the battery life up." Let's, and that's and that was that, it. Let's let the software drive the system. Yes, and make good games, right? Because that's the way Atari they've Lynx, always been. Yep, exactly. Atari Lynx might look great. It might, you know, and it's gonna the battery's gonna run on you fast. And but it, the games are shit. Yeah. So we had a Game Gear. Uh, I yeah, had I a Game too. Gear, so um that was cool but because it was color and it would be a thing was clunky as hell and it was i don't know if i could play one now but i remember actually enjoying playing world series baseball on my game gear at one point yeah i think my brother had arch rivals that was one of the games oh there you go yeah i i liked mine i i got it at a garage sale um spend that paper out money and uh, i actually got a good deal on it i'm pretty sure back then because it it came with quite a bit at a mortal kombat one was the game came with it and a couple others sonic the hedgehog and that but um, thankfully, it also came with the AC adapter because, man, oh, yeah, the yeah. batteries, it's silly, Brutal. dude. Brutal. I bet you get like an hour. Like you take that in a car. Like I get from Buter to Princeton and be like, well, <laughs> <laughs> like, I'm done. It's already died. Yeah, it was. Uh, but it was really cool. I remember one thing I really wanted for it. I just thought it was so cool, though, but never got was the uh, TV tuner. I thought that was pretty oh, sweet. Oh, yeah. There was a yeah, game you had could that, just, you just that had an antenna you'd pull up and you could get local stations on it, which I was just like, you can't do that shit on a Game Boy. You know, I thought it was pretty cool. <laughs> Genesis does what Nintendo. <laughs> yeah, it sure did. Uh, in some ways. I played a lot of Tetris on the Game Boy in the, on the toilet. <laughs> good. A lot That's of good. Got to keep that brain going. Yeah. Good. And uh, it's like fiber. You know what I mean? It keeps you regular. <laughs> This is now the Fiber Podcast. You start thinking that song, do you just kind of feel your guts burgling? Uh, yeah, we don't need to make those noises. Okay, I tell you what, let's. You want to talk a little about my adventure at the Midwest Gaming Classic? Yeah, I'm dying to hear about it, man. How did that go? Well, I'll let you interview me about it. Why don't you ask me some questions, and I'll do. You got it, man. Well, hey, listen, I, first off, I just want to thank you for joining us on the uh, Complete and Box podcast, Rich. We've been trying to get on you, get you on here for a while. So um, let me just start by asking, <laughs> how was the drive? 
Uh, the drive was actually okay. You just take hey. uh, 294 straight into Milwaukee. Uh, <laughs> I have that I-pass, so it's a smooth transition. Excellent. Um, but no, man, so you were up there. How many days were you up there? I, I actually went up there for, I went there a couple days. So I went up there Friday, uh, say to my friend Mike's, shout out to Mike and Jazz for uh, giving me a place to sleep. And then uh, went to the convention on Saturday. Um, but I didn't stay for Sunday because there was snow coming through and I had to make sure I got yeah. back home to teach and stuff. But no, dude, yep. you go in and it was really cool. It was actually bigger than I thought it was going to be. Um, where So they had two levels. Uh, one level was where you could go in and you can, like a Comic-Con, buy uh, a bunch of stuff. And then they had a whole like arcade console area, which was huge. Uh, tons awesome. of pinball machines, tons of... Uh, arcades lots of consoles like a lot of kids playing like uh you know double dash and smash bros and things like that uh so that was pretty sweet um in the vendor area lots of lots of stuff to sell you could pretty much fill any gaps you had in your nintendo collection at this event right if you had say the prices were pretty crazy though or no dude okay so like some things were like just great prices but okay. there were a number of things that i just my jaw just dropped and said when did this game get to be that much money yeah i, I think i saw a little goes. samson for fifteen hundred dollars jesus christ i mean was it like what is that is it wada rated and the whole thing no this was not this was <laughs> not a graded game nah that's crazy dude but i i could have bought a complete inbox uh mario 3 for 20 bucks Okay, well, that's you know kind of cool. Saying? Like, yeah, and like if you go like around here or where I'm from uh, in Indiana, and you go to try and buy Mario Brothers three, some places will charge you twenty, thirty bucks for the game, right? Because it's one game that everybody wants. It's a, it's the most produced Nintendo game there is. Really? Yeah, I, I think that one. That. I think that had I the most, Mario one. I think. Well, maybe, maybe I know. I, I know Mario three. I think had the most sales for Nintendo game. Yeah, yeah, might very well have been. Um, I don't know. Maybe we'll have some of our fans look it up and prove us wrong. <laughs> That's what the internet's Where's for, Professor right? Phil and his Bunsen burner now? <laughs> um, but uh, I was really on the lookout for, I, you know, I've been looking for this road rash for a very long time. Yeah. And I went to every single vendor, looked through every single bin, not a road rash to be found. Now it's possible huh. that somebody purchased it before I got there, but this game isn't that uncommon. Right. It's not like I'm looking for a stadium events or yeah, a yeah. surprise at Dinosaur Peak Flintstones game. I'm looking for Road Rash, which I can probably buy online for twenty bucks, but I refuse to do it because I just want to find it out in the wild. Yeah, sure, so, gotta catch them all. But uh, I bought a couple games. I bought uh, Risk on Sega. I also okay. bought... What else did I buy in Sega Genesis? Crap, I totally forgot. It's sitting in my collection right now. I just completely blanked on it. Are uh, you a Risk fan? Yeah, I am, actually. I love that game. Okay, I was going to say, like, I wonder how the hell you ended up being like, this is the game I'm walking out of here with. Uh, it uh, was cheap, and if I, it's the only way I can play Risk by myself because I don't think Ellen's going to play Risk with me. No, I uh, hear you there. So I wanted to... Pick that up. I never actually owned it on Sega when I was younger, but um, I definitely wanted to get it 
just because that's cool, dude. Yeah, and there's another game I picked up that I really wanted to have, and dude, I seriously I can't even remember. That's I'm just off right now in my in my own little world. Um, but a couple <laughs> Sega games I picked up a cup like uh, some posters. Um, I didn't posters? buy a whole lot. Yeah, just like a like a Wind Waker poster, something I could put in my office. Okay. Uh, somebody was selling them. It was like five bucks. Oh, right on. Um, and then also in the event there were actually, dude, this was the coolest thing, where the there was rooms that were dedicated to like, um, you know, like panels and stuff like that. Uh, Howard Phillips, like one of the OG Nintendo, like Nintendo of America dudes, was there, and that yeah, was yep. awesome. That dude rules. Oh, that's cool. Um, yeah, he was talking about like the history of because he was like a warehouse worker at Nintendo of America. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and so he was talking about his sort of like time there, and also how uh, he got to play all the games. Uh, yeah, and how he helped like bring some of the Japanese games into like market, like talking about yeah. like, hey, we love it over here. Like you need to really uh, get this thing over here at some point. That's awesome. Uh, he yeah, talked was he about, talking like, about? The Famicom. So he he got the whole of the Famicom, uh, and he was you know talked Nintendo. Like I'm I don't know how big of a driving force he was into it, but he helped sort of bridge and like the market here to let people know like hey in America we could definitely use a console like this. Yeah, absolutely. No, I, I actually know a great deal about him. He's very. Um, I would have loved hearing it, but because I mean, did he talk about a guy named Minoru uh, Arakawa? He would have been the yeah. first president, and I think it was the yeah. son-in-law yeah. of Hiroshi Yamauchi. Yep, he had pictures and, so, and everything. Like, yeah, yeah, really he's cool. a cool. So he was able to kind of help them navigate Western sensibilities and what yes. they would want in yeah. games. And he just, and, went, he was just a warehouse kid. Yeah, exactly. And so, but he was just so bright with it. Yeah. So he first got started right. He was playing the arcade consoles that were in the warehouse before yep. they started getting into the home console market. But like some great decisions that I think he was he was behind, and I think were very sound decisions, like incredibly sound decisions, were yeah. that they did not release the normal Super Mario Brothers two in the United States as it was in Japan. Yeah, because he said it was trash. Like he even talked to us like this game is yeah. terrible. It's just terrible. There's no change yeah. to it. It runs on the exact same engine. There's very minimal changes to it, except it's been made more difficult. Yeah. Um, and it was just a no brainer that this is going to piss people off to go spend $60 on the same game, but worse. Yeah. So yeah, he was it, just stuff like that where he understood. Yeah. Western sensibilities in such a good way that his decision-making or his ability to kind of share his mindset with the Japanese folks that were trying to make the Nintendo such a hit in the U S was just invaluable. So yeah. no, nah, very cool dude. He was very passionate about the, you know, the burgeoning video game market at the time. And, uh, you know, he, his face is on kind of like the Mount Rushmore of, of folks who made video games, um, the, especially the Japanese invasion, right. Of the improvement, the leaps they took over Western made games at the time. Um, he was also very central to that. That's yeah. awesome, dude. I'm he glad also you came to check that a, out. He also kind of became a cult, cult hero with the Nintendo Power magazines. Um, yeah, he did. So, That's true. I remember that as well. Um, I had a subscription. Yeah, I, yeah. Whenever I read those, it was always like you know Howard says or whatever Howard's corner. <laughs> yeah, Howard's whatever. corner. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. So that was always cool. But yeah, it was really cool to just sort of like sit there and and you know meet a listen to a guy talk about like the history of like your favorite. Console oh yeah and games would have loved so, it that sounds very cool so that was great so did a couple panels uh but also they had like various rooms that were dedicated like one room was just dedicated to homebrews uh oh, where you can cool. go in and play like a bunch like homebrew video games which is pretty sweet they had another room that was just like zombie 
uh, like people just put together like their own console mods. Uh, oh. so like, like 64 mods, like a bunch of like Nintendo Wii U mods, like some <laughs> of them are made out of like solid wood. Like it was really cool. That's um, cool. Yeah. So it was a chance to go through that. Uh, developers were there. Uh, so you got to test out games that weren't even on the market yet. Um, they, <laughs> one of the weird things, they also had like a championship air hockey match. Oh. Between the number one and number two ranked women's air hockey players. <laughs> that so, sounds pretty awesome. That was How'd that go? I will was tell it? you that they play air hockey no different than you and I do. Really? I mean, they do it better. But <laughs> as far as their strategy goes, it is no different than what you and I do. Is it? I mean, the way I played, if I, it's been a very long time. I generally try to just guard the goal most of the time. I'm back. I'm, I'm always yeah. farther back. I never come out in the middle. Well, yeah, there is, there's a lot of that too. Okay. Yeah. Um, but also, I mean, the way they attack, it's seriously like they lean over the table, just like you and me. It's yeah. I was like taken back. I was like, I thought there'd be some sort of like crazy strategy here. Like in ping pong, you <laughs> yeah. know, when people ping pong. I mean, they ping pong way different than any human ping pong. No, it's true. And you make a good point. But air hockey is one way you, there is only one way to hockey <laughs> through the air. <laughs> Uh, but no, I had a blast. I would really like to go for both days. Cause I didn't, I feel like I didn't get a chance to really dig into like the, especially like the arcade and pinball area. Um, my friend Mike went with me, uh, and he's, he's a video game fan and he enjoyed it and he's not like as crazy as you and I are about right. it. So, um, but I think that's something we need to go to together next year. Yeah. I'd love to check it out, especially just because the, uh, I remember we went to that meetup over in Ames, Iowa, mm-hmm. um, with the uh, Midwest Retro Gaming Society, and um, I really was more interested in just kind of seeing the cool stuff people had. But obviously, I, we got there and it was really more of like a swap meet yeah. in terms of people were bringing what they wanted to sell. So this though sounds more like there's gonna be a lot of people who aren't even interested in selling it. They're just excited about some obscure stuff that they want to share and see other people who are also excited about it enjoy it. Yeah. And uh and that's that's the shit I love. So no, I was sad I couldn't make it this year. Um, but yeah, I, I'm gonna really try to get up there next year because it just sounds like between the pinball machines they've got and just all the classic hardware that's there for folks to use and enjoy, I, it just sounds like so much fun to kind of take a trip back in history and get your hands on a lot of the stuff that's out there. Yeah. Um and fun fun fact, uh Bloomington Normal is having a video game convention this Sunday. Really? Yeah. I wonder how that'll go. I, I mean, if they do that again, it ends up being well, a hit. Um, I can definitely get thing. back there sometime. Here's the thing is, so I uh, have put it out there that I may go home this weekend. Mm. Uh, I'm actually waiting for Reed to text me. So Reed, when you listen to this tomorrow, uh, <laughs> you know, throw me a text. Let me know if it's cool if I come up this weekend. Um, and if that's the case, like I'm on my way back home, I'll stop through Blono and it's only like eight bucks to get in. So uh, it, the eight dollars to get in is worth just a, even a quick walkthrough. I can't imagine it's very big, yeah. but I think they've got like one of the original actors from Mortal Kombat there, uh, according to the Facebook. Well, good, page. you can go up to him and tell him how much you hated that fucking movie. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think it's like one of the like the uh, actors, like the game act, like the when they did like the live action shit oh the, the like the motion capture for the yes, game itself yes, 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 oh yes. that's awesome that okay well that's cooler yeah. <laughs> strangely 
Not that it should be that big of a shit, but I think, yeah, that is pretty neat. So that's cool. Uh, okay. So dude, uh, before we go, and this could be a, a, a conversation that actually goes a lot longer than I maybe want it to, but, um, I do probably know the answer to this, but you have not seen Endgame, Yes. Right. Or end game yet. Right. And, uh, well, this is probably going to upset you nearly as much as my lack of viewing experience with the fast and the furious, but I've seen very few of the Marvel universe films in general. That doesn't it seems like, me. okay. The more that come out, I just end up being more buried and I just, I can't get caught up. And so I, yeah, I don't know. I've heard a lot of really great things about Endgame, Um, yeah. and a lot of people are really excited about it, I but I just, that's okay. good. It's okay that you don't watch a lot of those. It's fine. Okay. But, but I have every, I, I bet they're good. Like I don't, I don't not watch them cause I expect them to be shit. I I'm sure they're good. I've seen Iron Man. It's good. You know, I've seen it. The few I've seen have been good. I just have put the time. Yeah. Like I was never a comic book kid, uh, mm-hmm. except for maybe Archie comics and Richie Rich comics. But, uh, you know, I enjoy the movies and it makes me, uh, I don't know. They're fun. So if you ever get a shot, you should check it out. But, what I want to, what I really want to ask you about is Game of Thrones. Good. I was, man. I was just like, I hope we didn't get wrapped up because I wanted to talk just a little TV, and nah. that includes Game of Thrones. Nah, 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 fam. Let's uh, let's talk Game of Thrones. So I guess this is. Should we just go ahead and throw the spoiler alert out right now? Yeah, I would. Okay, here's your red light spoiler. If you've not seen any of this season of Game of Thrones, I'm assuming you're all caught up, right? I am. Yep, as of okay. last night. Cool. Good boy. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so this is your official spoiler, and I'll try to put a, a, a timestamp in the uh, the episode as well so we don't ruin it for you. But uh, so, yeah, man, it's getting real in Westeros. Oh, amazing. Dude. Yeah, it was excellent. Some of, the, some of the best television I've seen. I was kind of pissed, frankly, that a, there were, a lot of reviewers were split. They were saying that, you know, they kind of cashed it out too fast. Like this was basically the last episode of the series mm-hmm. in terms of its scale, primary antagonist, the whole thing. Yeah. Um, I don't know, dude, I'm cool with just a parade of cleaning up the rest of it and getting down to King's landing, whatever else is next. Yeah. But this, I just thought it was fucking great. It was so good, dude. I was on the edge of my seat. I had to turn, I mean, <laughs> I had to turn every light off basically in my house so I could see the picture. <laughs> because oh, it was right. So dark. Yeah. Dude, I thought but there was, was somewhere good. on my TV. No, nah, just dark as shit. Uh, but it was because, but I think it worked. It was good to have a light off and watch it. it kept yeah, it totally edge. worked. And so whenever yeah. I actually watch Game of Thrones, I always turn my lights off and light a candle. That's been my thing oh. for like the last like I swear <laughs> to God. I light one candle on my coffee table and I watch Game of Thrones. That's oh, no I joke. Hope it smells like cherry pie or some silly shit. I don't shit know what couldn't... flavor Ellen had lying around. <laughs> but it's it is it, known. Man. It is known. It is known. That yeah, well, now it's known for sure. I rocked the candle for Game of Thrones. I just want um, you to know that if there was somehow an inverse of this and there was something I really enjoyed and I lit a candle for it when I watched it, you would eat me alive. Just putting that out there. But <laughs> No, that's fine. Like, I, I kind of want you to. You could eat me alive if you want. I'm not a Dude, I will nah, stand, by by, stand by my decision to light this candle. Stand by my candle. All right, dude. That's cool. <laughs> Stand no, that's fine, man. Your man. Um, <laughs> Good. I was no, actually I... very satisfied with how the Night King went down. Oh, me too, dude. She is 100%. my favorite character and has been the entire show. That's cool. Good. And that's for that to go down too. like that was like, yeah, mm. it was, it was excellent. And like when Melisandre was like, what do we say to the God of death? And Arya's like, not today. I'm not like, today. No, fuck. You're right. Not today. 
let's go make something happen. And then like yep. the entire time you wait for John Thrones, like or John Thrones, John Snow, uh, to get <laughs> through the Johnny ice Thrones. dragon. And yeah, it's like, well, nothing's happening. And then the dead just keeps happening. You see Brienne and Jamie, they're fighting. They can't, they're barely standing up. Right. And it's yeah. like, this is it. This is, they're all dead. They're done. And then Arya coming out like Suki from Sin City, just like <laughs> coming in. Or is that what her name is? A Suki? I can't remember. But uh, that might be right. Yeah. Uh, coming in and just like faking with one hand, dropping the knife in the other, and just like, <sighs> like that was yeah, the most badass movie ever. Dude. So good. That was excellent. Yeah. Um, it was really good. I just thought like, because as soon as basically. All, once all of the Dothraki just went dark and it was like, oh, fuck. And then they and you just saw the wall, come, like the wall of people, mm-hmm. <laughs> like just meat, just bones and meat come yeah. on this wave. Like, we were watching it and it was uh, Kate was like, well, wait, so what happened? I'm like, well, it's basically just like a dead person Katamari out there. Mm-hmm. Like, it's just going to roll up all these all these fucking Dothraki, bite them all and then just keep yeah. rolling forward. And uh, no, once they started breaking through the the torch the the trench that was lit on on fire it was like well there's only one option now and that's they're gonna have to kill the night king now yeah like otherwise it's over so i really didn't know i didn't know how it was gonna go i mean i had every expectation right that they were gonna make it because it that's due you know it's because what i there's something i feel like i noticed about game of thrones it's like the story the plot of it there's like a circle and it basically it started kind of good and then shit just began to kind of fall apart to the sides and everything just got worse and worse and worse like all everything down to like what was going on with uh ramsey bolton and all that shit like just the worst people were getting all the moves in and now you know it starts to kind of come back it was basically like it, it just seemed like everything was being set to progress where everything is going to work mm-hmm. out. <laughs> like, yeah. So I've just been thrilled to just, you know, watch all this shit that was just hard to watch before. Just you, you're, everybody's kind of getting their vengeance just as the viewer. Right. Yeah. So it's just really exciting to kind of watch the show wrap up and everything's coming together the way it needed to. So yeah, it was excellent. And it was just the most insane 90 minutes of action in a single show I'd seen. So it was, I was, I loved it. Do you think Theon Greyjoy earned his praise from Bran Stark? Yeah, I think so. So you're back on. Oh team yeah, Theon? dude. The dude was like, what? I mean, what? Do you, how old do you think the dude was? Like a mildly educated fifteen year old got selfish and fucked up. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> yeah, really? But okay. Like, well, let's put it into context. I mean, that that was a really since, big. He's fuck been up. repenting for it and busting his ass his whole time since. I don't know. I think he he's vindicated for me. I for sure. Hate, I mean, okay, he was before my problem, that. Though, is like in, in the books, I hate Theon. Oh, is he a little I dickhead? I hate him so much in the books. No, I mean the story is right, like in the okay. books. But like, there are so many chapters on Theon in the second book that it just made me not want to read the second book anymore. Gotcha. You're just like, get Pat. Who cares about Theon? Yeah, I'm just like, let's. Notes. But it, but it's super important to the story. It's right. just for whatever reason, like I just couldn't like it took me a while to read that second book because I was just like, get the fuck out of here. <laughs> sure. You know, because I I love characters like Arya and Tyrion, and I just want to read more about those, you know? And because have you ever actually read the books? No. Nah. So the chapters are based on a like a character's perspective. So one right. that one, I know. Yeah. yeah. One chapter is like Arya, next chapter is like Theon. Because in the books, like they could be happening at different times. It's never like 
It's just their narrative of events. Yeah. So, um, but anyway, like the Theon thing, it just was like, ugh. But uh, I don't know. I guess I kind of, I mean, he did save Sansa, right? Oh, yeah, dude. And yeah. He oh fought gosh. Like a beast when it came to keeping Brand, keeping the bad guys off of Brand. So. Oh yeah, dude. He died. Uh, he died for he everybody. Died no. Honorably. He did. I would say the one other thing about TV. Are you watching Barry? Yeah. Okay. So I watched the first episode of the season, but this I have. Season? Uh, yes, but because I, uh. I watched all season one. Oh good. Okay. I watched the first episode of this season, but for whatever reason, like after I so I, I always watch veep the next day i don't watch it the same day as game of thrones because i have to like re-get my life together <laughs> yeah uh, sure right so i'll watch veep in my office like during my lunch hour or something like that uh, mm-hmm. but and then i'm just like okay well let's watch barry and then i kind of get in this like space where i just don't want to watch barry oh god I, i've never known what that space is like i hope <laughs> i never get there holy shit but no, i know i've got to... a lot of episodes to catch up on i just haven't watched them yeah shout out to my friend joel he's uh he listens to this podcast a lot. I'm sure he's watching Barry too. He's got, I love his taste in TV. And I like Barry just about. for the reason. No, I just, sure. I haven't like, I'm not there. Like, Oh my God. I love it. Cause V like after I watch Veep, it's just like, that's the funniest thing I'm going to see all day. Yeah. I couldn't go. I couldn't cruise into Barry after watching something else. Like that's that again, like you were talking about, right? Like you got a day, if you're going to get into some TV and it's going to be game of Thrones, like you're going to watch game of Thrones and then you might sit and kind of think about game of Thrones. Yeah. Like, I can't do that. I'm the same way with Barry. Like, oh my God. Because I think that Barry for me is amazing in that it is so funny, but it is so fucking bleak at times, yeah. dude. It is yeah. so dark. And I love that because I just think it's like, that's just like the most difficult television to you could pull mm-hmm. off. So I just think it's neat to watch from like a storytelling standpoint where it's like, yeah. God damn, other shows wish they could pull this off. Yeah. Bill so, Hader yeah. rules in that show. Oh, he's so like, good in that show, man. I agree. I just, yeah. But I the just best need to part is No Ho Hank, man. hundred yeah. percent. No Hank is the best part of that show. Yeah, definitely. Oh, so, love him in that. I, the thing I love about the Game of Thrones episode is like, I, I really am loving the idea that we get three episodes to sort of close the gap on like all the, yep. the politicking and, and stuff like that, and yep. uh, hoping to see the mountain and yes, uh, get rid of the hound, yep. the Clegane Like, let's get it on, dude. Let's. Uh, yeah, I didn't even think about that, but I bet you're I'm ready dead to on, dude. make that oh, happen. It's gonna be great for sure. Yeah, it's gonna be good. I'm looking forward to it as well. Uh, and then who sits on the throne at the end? Is it John? Is it Danny? Is it Tyrion Lannister? I don't think they're both gonna Is survive. Is it Sansa yet? Stark? Uh, I don't know. I don't know. Uh, does I, the North get their s- freedom? Hmm. Did Leanna yeah. Mormont die for no reason? Right. There's I think so they many questions. Will. I, if I had to guess, I think they're going to get it's going to shake out. I just kind of uh, foresee not. I don't think that Daenerys and John are both going to make it. I think one of them the events are might are probably going to help sort that out. We'll see what happens. I could yeah. be dead wrong. Not everybody totally left. Guessing. OK, so I know a lot of people are upset because like none of the main characters died. Yeah, that's what I yeah. Well, I mean, it's like weird because you I, like the whole show. You're like pissed because your favorite characters keep dying, yeah, and like now you're pissed because they don't die. Damned if you do, damned if you don't. Right? It's yeah, like, man. What is happening here? So I mean, you know, I think the re- I mean, there's some justification though in that bitch though because I mean, you dead bodies just piled up and up and up, and it was kind of like okay, how many people are at Winterfell? And then what are just the numerical odds, statistically speaking, uh, if nine, you know, I don't know how many people 
are meant to have died? What's the percentage of people that were belligerents that day that were fighting in this battle? What were the casualties? I don't know. But it certainly seemed like a good proportion. You know what I mean? Yeah. Just like 75, 85%. Yet yeah. none of the primary characters apart from Jorah. Oh, sorry, Jonah. Jorah, sorry, Jorah. Jorah, yeah. And, uh, and uh, Theon. Jorah, Beric Dondarrion. Yeah, sorry, you're right. And Melisandre, if you want to count her. But yeah. I don't really think, I mean, that she didn't die in battle. You know? Right. She, yeah, she died because she was finally ready to. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I don't know. I, I think that, you know, I can see where some people were kind of bitching about it because I think at the same time, maybe people were not happy when main characters were dying earlier on because they wanted them to get to the end. But we're, everybody knows we're so close to the end that if these narratives wrap up that way, it's not as tough to swallow. But but I agree with what you're saying, though, in terms of like, who gives a shit? Like, everybody, <laughs> it's fine. Could yeah. do worse. But, uh, yeah, I knew that was a big gripe people had. As well. I... <laughs> Uh, I I, I want to ask you about this the moment where uh, Tormund Giants Bane comes in to the uh, group chat where they're all drinking wine sitting by the fire <laughs> and starts talking about why he's named Giants Bane like that was dude if I could go back in time and use those like words to I guess hit on another woman <laughs> I feel like I would have been much more successful in my endeavors. The you know best why they call me Giant Spain? Was, <laughs> it, uh, the best meme I saw come out of that online was, it was like Giantamil, and it just showed like a little container with him on it, and it was supposed to be like uh, basically baby formula, but it was instant <laughs> Giant's milk. <laughs> some good shit. Yeah, dude, that was crazy funny. Oh, man. Is the big woman here? <laughs> love, yeah, he's love his character. Is I'm great. glad that he's yeah. alive too. This is good. I agree. Yeah, uh, I, I think if that's the biggest complaint, you could do worse. Because uh, certainly, it's exciting to have all these people. They drive the story in a lot of really great directions. Tormund, especially, right? Um, so, nah, it's good he's still around. Good to see what's going to come next. And I'm with you though. I hadn't even thought about the battle of, uh, you know, the Hound and mountain but that's that's due yeah cool game bowl let's get it on i'm ready yeah do it all right awesome. man well let's go ahead and let's close up shop here uh complete and box podcast we're back and uh let's see i've got another trip plan here in a couple of weeks but uh maybe we can get one in next week i don't know what your schedule's like do you want to try you wanna tr- you yeah wanna, you want to go there hey listen i think we should try every week you know because we basically do it's just our success rate's not great all right <laughs> so, let's try next yeah, week let's, give, let's see what happens. let's try next yeah. week because of the week after i definitely won't be able to do one uh but uh let's uh let's 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 give it a shot so sounds great all right for phil here at the chameleon box podcast my name is rich we'll check you next time later phil later rich